0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Welcome welcome to Warrior's Wrap-Up. wrap-up. And Bob Curry takes another three, it's up and go! On 95-7, it's a game. Has the Wiseman off the pick, and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by ubre he caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Kobe. Kobe. Curry, double team, trying to dribble through it. Bounce pass to the cutter. Dubre Jr. fades and fires a 14-footer. It's nothing but net. And the Warriors lead by seven. It's their largest lead of the game. And with 2.19 to go, and the Pacers and Nate Bjorkman one time. Yeah, the Warriors would wind up finishing off the Pacers in Indianapolis. What a difference a couple of days makes as we welcome you in here to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. John Dickinson. Joined tonight by Whitey Gleason, who's sitting in for Ryan Covey. Uh, Covey a little bit uh, under the weather here late uh, in the afternoon and on into the evening. So Whitey Gleason, ready to roll off the bench uh, and step in. Uh, always appreciate it and always good to be with you. My goodness, what a difference a couple of days makes, though, Whitey. I mean, it it was the sky is falling and what to do with Draymond and could this loss in the back-to-back defeats in, in Orlando and Charlotte be uh, linger uh, for weeks and weeks and the Warriors just said "Uh uh-uh not gonna happen gonna go to New York and and grind out a win with some some pretty stout fourth quarter defense and tonight the Warriors did the same thing they they were up to the challenge the physicality the the grind of a back-to-back just a a great Warriors win on a night where Stephen Curry shot 1-for-11 from three-point range, and the Warriors as a team were 5-for-26 from distance. For the Warriors to win a game like that, it, it's just remarkable, and it goes to show you uh, how they've they've figured out how to, how to manage on nights like that.
1: Yeah, you said it, J.D., and thank you. Thanks for having me in tonight, and all the best to Ryan Covey. Uh, what a road trip. What an
2: unbelievably...
1: Up and down, entertaining road trip to your point. Yeah, the Warriors tonight overcoming a rare. Off-shooting night for Steph Curry. They defended very well, I thought, all night long, which, of course, is so important because we know they're struggling here to establish an identity, and we know that going back to before training camp, Steve Curry had been saying defense has to be our identity. They defended very well tonight. They defended very well at the rim in the fourth quarter. They executed defensively down the stretch, which was huge. And then the biggest thing of all to me about this win And I agree with you, JD. You know, this year is up and down. That's the nature of this team. That's the nature of this year. So you don't want to overreact. But that's it. That was a really, really big win to wrap up the road trip like that. The biggest thing of all to me is the fact that this Warrior team that we knew, we knew coming into this season, they're going to struggle in the half court. Uh, They got a lot of guys that just don't know the offense yet. Uh, But down the stretch of this game, this winnable game, they executed in the half court. They outplayed Indiana. They executed offensively in the half court. How many big shots? We just played the the Oubre highlight. How many big shots did Pascal uh, make in the fourth quarter? Wanamaker made a huge shot coming out of a timeout with a game tied at 91 uh, and Indiana shows zone and Wanamaker recognizes it, hits the big shot. That to me is the biggest key. The fact that the Warriors, they were able to execute in their half-court offense down the stretcher. And one more thing you mentioned, Draymond. JD, did you notice this? Uh let's see, it was about five and a half left. The Warriors were already in the penalty, right? It's like, oh my goodness, they're in the penalty awfully early tonight. And there was a call uh, that went against the Warriors that Draymond did not like, and he reacted really strongly, and he turned around. And- and he turned around like, nope, I'm not saying
2: anything. And I thought that was
1: remarkable. Good for him. Yeah. yeah good
2: good for Draymond, especially after the way things got away from him in Charlotte, as was the case in game two of this trip going back to Saturday. A lot of things that the Warriors are figuring out. I think Draymond falls in line with that. Kelly Oubre continues to be mm-hmm. a big playmaker and shot maker. Now, down the stretch in games, it was another kind of a mixed bag from James Wiseman, but I think you'll take 5 for 8 for 11 points and and a plus 7, although he did foul out in in 18 minutes, had 5 rebounds. I think the Warriors have to like what they got from James Wiseman in his second game back uh, coming off the injury. And the Warriors are starting to figure out how to respond I think to the way teams are defending Stephen Curry. Indiana may be the most extreme uh, usage of uh, the, the box in one style or really trying mm-hmm. to take the ball and, and surround Curry and make other players uh, beat them, uh, maybe more than any team the Warriors have faced in, in the two games head-to-head, and they did a great job Uh, Against Steph in terms of forcing him into 7 of 21, uh, 1 of 11 from 3. I know Nick Friedel uh, had this number, our our friend Nick Friedel from ESPN via ESPN Stats and Info. The Warriors making the 5 threes tonight tied for the fewest in any win in the Steve Kerr era, uh, including the playoffs. The Warriors shooting the 19.2%, their worst in a win. under Steve Kerr in the regular season. They had been 0-17 in the Steve Kerr era. Now think about that. In the Steve Kerr era, we got the Warriors going to five NBA Finals and winning three NBA championships, but they were 0-17 when shooting below 20% from three-point range, and the Warriors were 19.2 tonight, 5 of 26, and they got a win.
1: Yeah, you may have seen the note here. On uh, Steph Curry, his streak uh, of uh, games with uh, 25 or more points ended 14-game streak. Uh, let's see here. One short of Klay uh, Thompson for the third longest in N- NBA history. Golden State's longest streak since Rick Barry had 17 in a row in 74-75. Uh, but despite that, even though Steph Curry did not score, uh, the Warriors took the ball to the basket, and yeah, they shot what five of twenty-six beyond the arc, but they still shot forty-seven percent from the ball game. You know, which is remarkable, really. I know they had the number going into the fourth quarter on ESPN. The Warriors had been shooting sixty-four percent from the floor. Uh, in the first three quarters, that is, from the painted area. So they adjusted to that. As to Wiseman, I agree with you on Wiseman. Now, Indiana, clearly they were attacking him, and that's one of the reasons he got into foul trouble. You know, Indiana has some pretty good uh, pivot players, but he still had, I thought his, uh, you know, his 11-point, six rebounds, five of eight shooting. I thought he had impactful moments. Yes, they attacked him. Yes, he's still learning defensively, but I thought he definitely helped the Warriors tonight.
2: Yeah, he did eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Our question of the night here, right off the top: How do you evaluate this road trip? Is this a, is this a good trip? Is it a okay trip? Is, is it a trip where you're you know you're happy about the fact that the Warriors went two and two, or are you a, a little bit a little bit upset that they couldn't get three and one or four and zero? Oh, when you look now back on the trip as a whole, and and you see how close they were to maybe having a 4-0 trip and how close they were to maybe being – 20-13 Twenty and thirteen right now. Could you imagine uh, if this team was twenty and thirteen? Uh, they'd be right there in the fifth spot uh, in the Western Conference. But they do continue, even without a three-game winning streak, they avoid the three-game losing streak. Last night, they do continue to show signs. And Steve Kerr's mentioned this a couple of times, Whitey, uh, over the last week or two. This team does continue to show signs that that they are. Putting some things together, and they, they're held up by their defense. And I think they're figuring out ways to win when the shooting isn't there, which I think is another big step. And look, it, they've they've looked like an, a a team that figured out how to play. When they had to play small, now they get their bigs back and they're they're plugging guys in. It just seems like this team is getting closer to establishing what their identity is it's It's obviously a whole lot of Steph, it's draymond doing a ton of the little things, but it's it's playing playoff caliber top ten, top five, maybe even defense uh, in the league and 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 being the kind of team that's going to take it to the opponent you know Indiana's a pretty physical bunch I think in in the game and Chase Center back in January, they, they took it to the Warriors. I thought the Warriors matched the physicality of, of the Pacers uh, in this ball game tonight, and that was a big key to ultimately earning the victory.
1: Yeah, especially down the stretch. Speaking of uh, Steph, let me just clarify some of the numbers. Got my wires crossed a little bit there. Just to clarify, he did extend his streak of consecutive games with a 3 to 94, and that's one short of Clay Thompson's for the third longest streak in history, but his 14-game streak with 25 or more points ended, that was the longest for the Warriors since Rick Berry had 17 in a row in 74, 75. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Very physical game, and the Warriors stood toe-to-toe with the Pacers, especially in that fourth quarter. As for the road trip, how you evaluate the road trip, boy, it would have been nice to win those first two games, which they could have won. That said, I thought the way they responded, especially to that terrible You know, just spleen-bending loss against Charlotte was really encouraging. And this whole Warrior season is about being better, right, improving. And they they showed tonight they're so much better than they were when the season started. I mentioned, I know I mentioned it a number of times here, they executed in the half court. So, yeah, I think there are definitely more positives than negatives, which really is saying a lot to to the point you made earlier. Two games ago, they were coming off – two of the worst defeats Warrior fans can ever remember, right? And then you got the nice win against the Knicks, and then that one tonight. That was a really gritty effort that really helps just solidify uh, in your own mind what you're about and, you know, all this talk about your team identity. They really got a much clearer sense of who they are and what works best for them after that win tonight. 888-957-9570
2: 888 957 9570 as you listen to 957 The Game, KGMZ FM at HD1 San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Warriors wrap up tonight on 957 The Game as the Warriors complete the 2 and 2 road trip with a 111 107 win against the Pacers tonight. So the Warriors now 18 15 and just four games to go before the All Star break. As the Warriors will be home for Charlotte on Friday night. That's going to be the final home game before the break. And then three difficult road games teams that are all in front of the Warriors currently in the Western Conference playoff standings to close this thing out at the Lakers on Sunday, at Portland a week from tonight, and then at Phoenix, a makeup game from back on January the 15th that was postponed due to. The Suns COVID issues, that's going to be a week from tomorrow night on March the 4th. And then the Warriors are going to hit the break. And the second half schedule, we finally learned uh, about that uh, Mm -hmm. earlier today, Whitey. And uh, I think, you know, we were talking about this uh, on Warriors Live before the game. And I said to Covey, I said, you know, really, if the Warriors can just be Uh, at 500, a game over since they'll play an an odd number of games here, if they can just be 19 and 18, knowing that the the second-half schedule is a favorable one. The Warriors have 15 games against the teams that are currently 10th to 15th in the Western Conference. They have 15 games against just those six teams uh, out of their final 35. But then we saw what it actually looked like in terms of the layout. And, And when you look at the Clippers coming out, You look at Utah at Chase Center in game number two, and then the second of a back-to-back with the Lakers coming in. You're basically going with six of the toughest games I think you could have with the three before and the three after on your schedule in any stretch of a 72- or an 82-game season. It kind of changed my tune a little bit, Whitey, uh, along the lines of, I think you needed to be a little better than that. If you can't, like every win is so important in this in this Warriors season. Every game matters. I feel like with that schedule being so tough, the Warriors continuing to show growth, continuing to win when they have opportunities to do so when they play well like they did tonight is paramount because being right at 500 or one over one under with that schedule before and after, you don't want to dig a hole below 500 and and a win like tonight really goes a long way toward preventing that from happening now, getting yourself to plus three.
1: Absolutely. And, of course, they have the final six games of the regular season at home, which is remarkable, and they have every uh, opportunity to finish strongly because of that, which is terrific. But I'm with you as far as tonight, perhaps changing expectations a little bit. And I have to admit that sounds kind of silly based on what we've seen this year, right? This year is so up and down for everybody. That's just the nature of the league. But I'll be – I don't know about you, J.D., I'll be really surprised if they don't win Friday. I'll be really surprised if they don't win three in a row for the first time all year, right? The way they played tonight. Uh, And by the way, I think the Warriors were very wise not to suspend Draymond Green. I know after what happened in Charlotte, a lot of fans, and I understand fans are going to fan... A lot of people call. I was on the air the next day, the next couple days, and people say, that's it with Draymond. You got to get rid of Draymond. It's time to to suspend him. You got (laughs) to teach him a lesson. And, of course, you don't understand that, but really it didn't make sense. And he had a really good game against the Knicks. The numbers weren't great. He had an excellent game tonight. So if you suspend Draymond to send some kind of lesson, guess what? I don't think you win both of these games that you've won.
2: Yeah, it, it look it, you. Can't, that's exactly why you can't do it because the Warriors are a much better team with Draymond Green on yes. the court. So not only are you prolonging the the conversation about what happened, right? Because it happened Saturday, and then nothing happens Sunday if the Warriors had come out uh, let's say after practice or before practice on Monday in New York and said Draymond Green suspended for well then it's something that everybody has to address Monday everybody's addressing it Tuesday as you're playing in New York Uh, and then you're addressing it before the game after the game you're still addressing it probably before the game today because Draymond would be making his return today after being suspended last night and then you're dealing with it tonight win or lose so Mm -hmm. in it look i've said the cat's been out of the bag years now with this thing when you look at all of the things and and situations and scenarios regarding draymond green going back to the incident with steve kerr in oklahoma city five years ago uh coming up on actually the five-year anniversary of that here in the next couple of days uh getting suspended for Game 5 of the Finals in, in 2016, and the Warriors blowing the 3-1 lead in that series. You, you look at him getting ejected for yelling at his teammate, the situation on Saturday, the the deal with Kevin Durant going back to 2018. I mean, what happened on Saturday is probably, I mean, it, it's probably the fifth or the sixth you know, thing on your list if you were compiling one in terms of most severe, most serious whatever, mm-hmm. uh, right. and, and to hear you know Steve Kerr come out and, and immediately say, hey, Draymond crossed the line. We acknowledge it. It's not right to have teammates back him up, though, in that he's still a leader and that they believe in him, and for the Warriors to just move on. I think Draymond addressing it on Monday uh, it, it, to the media, I think that was important, and, and admitting uh, the, the fact that, that he was wrong after taking some time to think about it and letting his anger cool down. I think the Warriors get a lot of credit. I don't think there would have been any benefit for suspending Draymond Green whatsoever. And yeah, you look at at tonight. I mean, that that's a perfect example why he just impacts winning. And he was he was excellent tonight. You nailed it. Twelve points, eleven assists. He comes up a rebound shy of a triple double, and his his fingerprints are just all over everything that the Warriors do on both sides of the ball, and I think he called his shot about three weeks ago or so. He said, hey, I'm about two or three weeks away from being in the condition that I need to be in to really make an impact. I think we're we're basically hitting that that sweet spot in terms of that time, and we're starting to see his production just, just ramp up. It started with the assists, but it's been there with the defense, and I think, you know, the impact that he's had on Curry. Uh, Draymond Green's just a winner, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. As I said, I was on the air the day after the Charlotte game, and I understand fans were very upset, uh, but the Warriors, they they handled it um, the best way they could. And I do think the proof's in the pudding, J.D., maybe I'm putting too fine a point on it, because you don't notice it. If Draymond doesn't get teed up for something, you don't notice it. But I noticed when he started to go after the official yeah. uh, for a foul call, and he turned right around. It's like, okay. Not only uh, did he apologize, but I think he's actually learned. And from a basketball standpoint, this is really interesting, talking about Draymond. It reminded me something you and I used to talk about a lot last year. Um, if you, you know, and then nobody wants to remember last year, especially, but I know you made the point. You were one of the first, if not the first to make the point, Hey, Pascal and green, Hmm. It's hard to have them on the floor together because that would mean that Draymond was the four and Pascal was the three and he struggled as a three, but look now tonight in the fourth quarter, they were thriving with the two of them on the floor and you had Pascal basically as the five and Draymond as the one, right? So it's really interesting the way the Warriors have gone about figuring out how to make those two players' skills mesh? And Pascal, uh, yes, he was huge down the stretch, and he had what seven of his thirteen in the fourth quarter. Big seven points for Pascal tonight in the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, and I think the Warriors are still trying to figure out. You know, the Pascal Draymond combination can be a little clunky. I do think it has a better chance of of succeeding. With Draymond having the ball in his hands, right. Maybe more, and and with pa- and you, you can't have another big. It can't be three, four, you know, those two, three, four. And I think, I mean, I think the Warriors with Pascal's evolution at, at playing the five, I, I think everybody understands that now. I mean, Pascal really, for the most part, I think probably primarily has to be a small ball five. Maybe he can play a little bit of four beyond that. So I think that's still a little bit of a work in progress. But they needed the physicality of both of those guys tonight, especially with Wiseman fouling out. And they figured out a way to maneuver it down the stretch and you add it all up and the Warriors wind up getting a win to salvage a split on this trip. He's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. It's Warriors wrap up here on 95.7. The game eight at eight, nine, five, seven, nine, five, seven, zero phone lines open. How do you rate? this Warriors road trip now. They, they dropped the first two in crushing fashion, but they rally to split the pair. Uh, what letter grade? Is it a C? Is it a C plus? We'll get into that coming up. We'll also hear from Steve Kerr uh, as well as the players. Warriors get the win tonight, 111 You heard it right here on ninety five seven. The Game.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24-monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTMobile.com.
2: All eyes on number 30. Pascal screens for Curry. Curry back to Pascal. Dribble drive. Dunked it with the right hand. Big step to the rim and slammed it down.
1: Now, back to
0: Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game.
2: John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason tonight. Whitey filling in for Ryan Covey. Warriors win 111-107 at Indiana as they finish the trip 2-2, two two, now 18-15 Uh, on the season as the Warriors back home on Friday night as they'll take on the Charlotte Hornets. Gutsy grinded out second of the back-to-back win for the Warriors after a couple of gut-punch losses. The defense continues to be really good, Whitey, uh, for this team. And the Warriors continue to overcome some of their own deficiencies and and learn how to play with the way teams are are trying to deal with curry, learn to overcome some of their mistakes and and, and I think develop uh, an identity uh as this season draws on either way you, you you add it up it's a great great win and a much needed win uh, for this warriors team
1: I agree with you, and I think that defense excuse me I think that identity is 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 a uh... Uh, starts at the defensive end. That's the foundation for this team identity, as Steve Kerr has been preaching uh, even before the season started, since before the season started. Absolutely, they defended very well uh, tonight. I think if there was one thing that I would quibble with tonight, and I know it's definitely something that upset the coach time or two, uh, the turnovers, the Warriors had 18 turnovers tonight. That doesn't even tell the whole story because Indiana had, I think, uh, 19 – they had 19 uh, turnovers, but they had some terrible turnovers. Not only did the Warriors have 18, some were just dreadful, throwing the ball out of bounds. And at the end of the first quarter, Steve Kerr did his stand-up with um, with ABC ESPN, and he w- <laughs> he said, well, we played good defense, but we completely lost our minds on our last three possessions. Our defense was great. It's a shame to give up cheap points at the end when we defended so well. He was especially mad because you remember Baysmore inbounding, to Steph, and then McConnell snuck in and stole it, and they got a couple baskets. So he was he was very very upset about that. Let me just say this on behalf of the Pacers, and the Warriors took advantage of it. Watching the Pacers, who hadn't played in a week, uh, I was reminded you know because of COVID, I was reminded of of uh, the Charlotte Hornets last week. They hadn't played in a week, and they looked like it. And that reminded me of years ago. I was talking to Jim Jackson when he used to play in the NBA. I was talking to him about the All-Star break, and he said, oh, when you haven't played in, you know, three or four days, it feels like you've never played before. And I thought, what? You played your whole life. And then I talked to a couple other NBA players. They said the same thing. So, anyway, my point is, and the Warriors took advantage of it, I thought Indiana played with some rust tonight. Warriors, uh, you know, able to face a team for the second time in a week that hadn't played in a week. And I'll be very interested to see what special the Warriors have for Charlotte, given what Charlotte did to them, the way Charlotte beat them. Don't you think the Warriors, especially now that they have a chance to win three in a row, they're going to have a little extra something-something for Charlotte on Friday?
2: You'd think, although Charlotte's about to win at Phoenix, uh, they're up five with about 38 seconds to go, so maybe not completely salted away yet, but they're about to win in Phoenix. Uh, And Charlotte's actually played much better in the ensuing games uh, Mm -hmm. since they played the Warriors than they did in that game. It's interesting, a little bit of a different scenario for Indiana. Uh, Indiana did have a couple of games postponed, one due to the, the... storms uh, in Texas, a game against the Rockets, and then they got caught in San Antonio's uh, health and safety protocol issues, where the Spurs actually were were back on the floor for the first time in about 10 days tonight. Uh, They got beat by Oklahoma City at the buzzer. Uh, But you you look at, uh, Indiana actually was able to practice together a a couple of times, where Charlotte wasn't. So Mm -hmm. uh, I actually thought Charlotte played pretty well. I thought they were buttoned up. High level, high high intensity both ways. I think they run a really creative offense. I think they they do some things that that are very opponent specific uh, regarding how they try to defend defend Stephen Curry. I, I thought tonight was a game where Indiana had it had it pretty well together. I thought they looked actually a lot better than than Charlotte did. The, the game in Charlotte bothered me, I think, more than than most people, and I know it bothered a lot of people. But the game in Charlotte bothered me. Because I thought Charlotte was really bad in that game, and and yeah, I know the Warriors didn't have Curry, but I, I thought Charlotte, other than making a bunch of threes, which obviously Terry Rozier hit a bunch of them and took the game over late, uh, but I, I thought Charlotte was just awful in that game, and really to the mm-hmm. point where they didn't deserve to win, and the Warriors letting them off the hook even without Curry, and then the way that it all went down, it, it wasn't just a gut punch to me. That one felt like it was five, six, eight, ten gut punches uh so I, I thought indiana was much more up to the challenge much more buttoned up they looked like a team that that had had a little bit of time together compared to charlotte but again charlotte now up seven with 34 seconds hmm. to go in phoenix so uh the hornets playing better basketball uh The last couple of games, although they had a lead in Utah the other night, and then Utah just blew the doors off of them late in that game, turned it into a blowout. But Charlotte playing better since they faced the Warriors uh, than they did that night that they they beat the Warriors.
1: And one of the things I'm really looking forward to in that matchup, of course, is if you go back to when Minnesota played the Warriors, and clearly – Anthony Edwards and Wiseman were very cognizant of each other's presence. And and given the fact that Wiseman wasn't able to play when the Warriors were in Charlotte, I'm I'm just interested to see. I'll be wondering whether they're both going to put on a show for each other. You know, right now, LaMelo is, uh, right, I mean, he's probably the he's the leader uh, in the race for Rookie of the Year, so I'm wondering if uh, James Wiseman may have uh, something to say about that. Can't wait. And it's so much more interesting. Warrior games are so much more fun to watch. They've been very entertaining, of course, but when Wiseman's playing, right, isn't it great to just watch him progress night to night? Even on nights like tonight when he struggles with this or that, he still puts on a show, and it's just been fascinating to watch him evolve before our very eyes.
2: Yeah, it's been great because the Warriors are trying to find this sweet spot between developing him and winning. And and really, I mean, this team has been a lot of fun to watch and and a lot of fun to cover uh, just for, for the reason of they've really it, – it looked like it was going to be a little sketchy initially was when they didn't have Draymond and Wiseman didn't have a camp and they get blown out those first couple of games. But really, since the night that Steph Curry – Scored sixty-two back on on January the third, and the Warriors got to three and three. They blew out the Kings the next night, got to four and three. Uh, the Clippers beat them, but it was a competitive game. After that, they were four and four. They had the big comeback against the Clippers. There there have been some signature wins that have showed you that this Warriors team, as the season has gone on, has become more formidable and able to beat anybody on any given night. So it's it's a lot of fun because I think this team is good enough to beat anybody... But they're also capable of losing to anybody because they still are not the most talented team in the NBA top to bottom. They've got kind of a cobbled-together bench of youth and, and some veterans and maybe a couple of guys that are that are cast-offs. They've got uh, Stephen Curry playing at an MVP level with Draymond Green trying to work his way back into shape. Wiggins they love, but, but they envision Wiggins playing with Steph and with Clay, and that hasn't been able to happen yet. Ubre, I think, would be maybe a perfect sixth man for this team if you had Steph Curry uh, and Klay Thompson and, and, and Wiggins. But he's forced into a starting role, and he was just awful for the first month and, mm-hmm. and month-plus uh, of the season. And, and now he's coming around. So it's just there's an energy, there's an edge There's an infectious way about this team, uh, an entertainment value on on a night-in, night-out basis. And I'll say this, for for somebody that watches a ton of games, and I know you're you're an NBA junkie, and I I got two games on right now uh, in front of me as we're doing the show. And, you know, there are a lot of low-effort Teams on a nightly basis and low effort games on a nightly basis. You just look around, especially this year with with fans not in the stands and all the health and safety protocols. There are nights where certain teams just don't have it. They don't bring it, and it. it there are just some bad losses and bad games, and 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 you know, great teams that just don't bring it get beat by the Warriors have really, for the most part, brought it this season. And the nights they haven't have been a couple of games on the road against really good teams. And I think if there's ever going to be a game where a team doesn't have it, those are the games that it's it's more acceptable like all right you go to utah and and utah's got the best record in the nba you get blown out there you don't have it in a game in denver game in phoenix maybe on the second of a back to back you don't have it you can live with that phoenix is 20 and 10 the game but but other than a handful of games those first two games of the season when they were shorthanded without draymond for the most part the warriors have not had those let up, low level, not ready to play, look like they don't care kinds of games. And I think that's a tribute to, to Steve Kerr. I think that's a tribute to the Warriors culture. I think that's a tribute to Steph Curry uh, and and what this team is trying to build. And I think that's a big reason why they have the record that they do. If this team was sloughing off games or thinking they could just show up and beat certain teams on certain nights, we'd probably be talking about a team that's that's 14-19 and uh, or something like that right now. It would be a whole different conversation, Whitey.
1: Oubre's turnaround has been nothing short of remarkable. I was watching yesterday. I was watching the first Knicks game. Um, We know how that went. That was the game where Draymond got thrown out for yelling at Wiseman when the officials thought that Draymond was yelling at the official. (laughs) Anyway, early in that game, there was a play where you had Wiggins and Oubre, and they're both standing basically in the corner. Right. Because that was, you know, earlier in the year and they're still trying to figure things out. And it's like and then Ubrey kind of, you know, kind of almost uh, embarrassed, kind of runs out the baseline to the other corner. Those things were still happening. That said, I'm still I'm more surprised that Ubrey struggled the way he did than I am about how much better he's playing now. I and you know this because we talked about it. I was really excited when they brought him in. And I know that. Um, you know he's not a perfect fit. We'll we'll see about next year whether you know he wants to come off the bench if the if the Warriors want to offer him enough money to keep him here. But he he's playing so well right now. And he uh, has become almost a closer at times in the fourth (laughs) quarter, making big shots, considering that guy could not, he literally could not buy a basket with a credit card. Hey, could I have a, I'll buy a basket. No, he literally could not, he could not make a basket. And now um, he's such a big part of their offense in some key moments. Uh, It's really uh, remarkable to see. And I think the Warriors, one of the biggest differences to me, we'll see if it translates watching them tonight. They just played with so much more confidence right down the stretch. And you said it was a physical game, and it absolutely was a physical game, and they stood there toe-to-toe. Even though their superstar could not make a three-point shot, um, they played with confidence down the stretch, and they had a lead, and Indiana came back, and they took care of business. That was very impressive.
2: I I think Steph Curry deserves some credit tonight, too, for the game that he played. You mentioned his string of, of 25 or more ending tonight. He he wasn't hitting the three ball, one of eleven. The the Pacers were doing a hell of a job on him defensively. Uh, seven uh, for twenty one. He shoots it, but he has eight boards. He has eight assists. He has uh, a couple of steals. And and he really, I I, I thought you know him and Draymond. Mm-hmm. If the Warriors are going to play well in close games, it's going to be him and Draymond setting the tone. It's going to be those two. Really, you know, leading this team, uh, I I think, to victories down the stretch. And that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be other players like Oubre that are going to have to make big shots. Pascal's made some some big plays uh, from time to time. Wiggins, Damian Lee's hit a couple of big shots, too. So, I I mean, everybody's going to have to contribute, but it really is Steph and it's Draymond, and Draymond just missing the triple-double. He's hitting all the right notes in different ways, but I thought even Steph tonight for not shooting the basketball well. He's got a bloody nose out there tonight. Mm-hmm. He's getting hit. Uh, he's not shooting it well, but he's still able to, to come up with boards and come up with assists and, 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 just, and just play a real strong floor game minus, minus a couple of turnovers that uh, I know Steve Curry. <laughs> Steph had a couple <laughs> of bad turnovers tonight, yeah. but for the most part, yeah. the good did outweigh the bad.
1: Yeah, well, I think that sets the tone, don't you? I mean, he literally is, you know, multiple-time MVP, your superstar – and when he's flailing himself, just hurling himself across the, the floor, exerting all this energy—not just offensively, but defensively, diving for loose balls, trying for steals—it really sets a tone. I mean, if you're if you're one of the other players coming off the bench, I mean, obviously, well, I, I guess I got to give at least that much effort, right? If Steph Curry is so, I think that's a big part of who they are this year, and Draymond too. And I know, you know, some people say Draymond's not a superstar, and he's not a superstar in the in the it, purest sense of the word, but he's one of the Warriors' biggest stars or second best player right now. And obviously he always plays with that kind of intensity. So that really sets the tone, which is vitally important because that's the way this team has to play. The way they played and won tonight, that's the way they have to win right now, being as shorthanded as they are without clay and with uh, you know, without Um, a lot of depth at the center position, they have to play like that. And when you're superstar Steph Curry, of course, Draymond always plays that way. But when Steph Curry plays that way, it sets the tone and lets everyone know this is the way we're playing tonight. All right, guys. And tonight
2: that helped them seal the deal. So how would you grade out this road trip? It's two and two. uh, You lose the the first two in in gut punch fashion. You got a bunch of questions and and situation regarding Draymond Green uh, how do you how, how do you grade this thing overall? A couple of bounce back wins. Uh, they wind up eighteen and fifteen coming home to face Charlotte. Uh, is it a, is it a straight C for you? I mean, how do you look at it?
1: Boy, it's tough to grade, isn't it? Depends on how you look at it. Yeah, at it, given the hole that they were in after those two, you get more
2: credit for winning the last two. Whitey, yes. is that yes? Is it, I yeah? do. do, I you? do. Okay. I, I'd give them. Uh, right now, where
1: they are after this win, I would give them around a round of B, and I could understand if someone said, "No way!" After what happened to Charlotte, let alone Orlando. You know, the the collapse in Charlotte was so abysmal that people forgot about Orlando. That was a bad loss in Orlando, right? You know, that was a, that was a tough loss in Orlando. But the fact that they lost those two games, then they beat the Knicks, and then they win this way. Uh, yeah, I could understand if someone would quibble and say I'm being overly generous but they got a a lot of momentum coming back home here. So, I mean, uh, I could be talked down to a B minus, but that's what this Warrior season is about. As we said earlier, it's about getting better. And right now, the way they played tonight, they definitely look like they've improved. So I'd say overall, as terrible as it was, Draymond, yeah, they were going to suspend him or people want him to. He played great tonight. I give him a B. How about
2: you? I'm giving them. It's a C plus. I, I think okay. two and two, two and two price of admission for me is a C. Obviously, I mean being 500 right in the middle. Hey, that's a C. Uh, mm-hmm. I give them. I give them the plus on on the C for the circumstances as to you know bouncing back off of two just horrific losses back to back and the situation with Draymond Green. They they bounced back from that very well. Uh, it, quieting all of that down, getting a win—that's mm-hmm. the most important thing that, that, to, to be able to win off of that. Uh, to, to just calm all that down, let that not be as much uh, a part of the conversation. But for me, uh, I, I can't get into the B range because it—it it wasn't wholly successful. I think to get a B, you have to say it was a—it was really a successful trip, and I think I—I I can't get into the B range when you were so close to getting another win uh, in the last two, or in the first two, and didn't get it done. I, I just think that negates B status. Now, you could make the case, and, and look, that's the nature of this Warrior season to this point, Whitey. Like, you could make the case, hey, well, you know what? Maybe if the Warriors win the f- – Orlando game and win the Charlotte game. Maybe they wind up losing the Knicks game, and we're yeah. talking about oh my god sure. how awful mm-hmm. they played down the stretch and they couldn't right. score and and then and then tonight <laughs> in the second of a back to back maybe they don't they don't have it in Indiana just as another really good team in the Eastern Conference beats them and we're talking about two and two a different way. Uh, but it's it's interesting. I, I I have a hard time though going into the B range uh, when you add it all up. But I'll give them a C plus. OK, well, as I said, I could be talked down to
1: a B minus if I went down to a B minus and you were C plus, you know, we're pretty close. We're, <laughs> we're pretty close. But the reason I'm willing to even talk about a B is because I was so impressed by the way um, this team that has struggled so much executing in the half court the way with the game on the line tonight you have to score baskets in the half court and they did that and by the way your mvp he's really not uh, shooting like an mvp tonight but you got to find a way to, to score and close a deal and they did that so i thought that's a real real positive sign that's why i'm going with the b good road trip because it ended so well I, you know well I don't even want to think about that Orlando and the Charlotte game my goodness that seems like so long ago doesn't it
2: it, it really does and and I think and that's a good thing I mean everything I think yes. at this point given the, the the events of the last year uh, all across the world it feels like it's been longer than than, than it's actually been I mean it, it it's amazing mm-hmm. it feels like what the 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 Brooklyn, we're talking about this in the pregame show, the Brooklyn game where Kevin Durant came back was 11 days ago. It feels like that was like three months ago. It does, (laughs) because every
1: single game this year, there seems to be so much at stake in each game because so much is on the line, and you don't know, wow, are they going to start winning now? Every game is so significant. Every single game seems so weighty that you're talking about five of them. You know, the fifth one ago seems like so long ago because each one is so significant.
2: Yeah, no, and by the way, we were keeping an eye on uh, Charlotte and Phoenix uh, with Charlotte coming in to Chase Center on Friday night. Uh, The Hornets did their best to try and blow a seven-point lead in the final 38 seconds or so. Uh, The Suns actually ended up getting a Devin Booker three-point attempt at the buzzer with a chance to tie. It looked like Gordon Hayward actually fouled Devin Booker, hit him on the arm pretty clear on the replay that I was just watching here, but it was a no-call uh, and and the, the shot was missed, and Charlotte escapes Phoenix with a win, 124 to 121. So that actually helps the Warriors when you look at mm-hmm. the Western Conference standings. Now, Phoenix, with that loss, they dip to 20 and 11. So the Suns, right now, fourth in the Western Conference at 20 and 11. So the Warriors, right now, are what would that make them? Four and two, three games back uh, at that point. Uh, Of of fourth. So the Warriors are three games back of fourth. Uh, They are still in eighth. They got a game and a half lead over Dallas uh, right now. Uh, And San Antonio lost tonight, which is good for the Warriors uh, as well, as they're they're very close, just a half game separating San Antonio uh, and the Warriors uh, with San Antonio now in sixth. And the other thing, the the Warriors do have a nice clear lead when you look at the play-in Scenario: they, they got a three-game lead over the Pelicans as far as uh, being in the top 10. I mean, that's one thing that has started to separate here uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks uh, or so is the fact that you could be top 10 and have a little breathing room from 11 and at least ensure that you're going to be in that play-in, in one of those play-in slots. I know the Warriors were thinking much bigger than that, Whitey, but, but it, it's still nice to have that in your back pocket.
1: Yeah, I would certainly, and I'm sure they do want to avoid that mess at all costs, if possible. That said, if you're in there and you emerge, great. You're in the playoffs. Wiggins tonight, 15 points. He has scored in double figures every game this season. Should I be impressed by that fact, J.D.? Andrew Wiggins has scored in double figures every game this season. Should I be impressed by that?
2: Yeah, although I wouldn't say it was a great game for him tonight, the, the 15 points, and, although he did make four three-pointers tonight. I mean, that's he was five for 13, but he did knock down. He, he did. No, he I'm missed, sorry. No, I, I, yeah. I he missed. I misread that. No, he was 0 for 4. 0 for 4 from three tonight. Uh, sorry, I was looking at the box score here from a from a funny angle. I was like that. That's gotcha. not right. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, not right. I said. I sometimes you say something. You go. That's no. That's not what I saw. No. 0 for 4 from three. 5 for 13 overall. Uh, and, and 15 points. I mean, I, I think, you know, we were talking about this last week on uh, the final word show, Whitey. You know, there's a lot of games for Wiggins where he winds up in that 17, 18-point range, and he's about, he's 7 for 13, 7 for 15, 8 for 17. Like, he, he just, it, it, it and you always say, and I know there's some Warrior fans out there that say, well, gosh, if he could just get into that 22-point range, or or if he could have a few more games where he scores 25, I think the issue with that is that you really don't want him hunting shots to get beyond about 15 or 16 a night. And I feel like for him to get the 25, he's almost going to have to shoot it 22 or 23 times. And that, he's going to wind up with those 7 for 15s, Whitey, I feel like you're going to turn into 9 for 22s or 9 for 23s. Yeah. And, that's, and that, that you just can't win with that on a lot of nights.
1: I think that's a great point. It's not with him. It's not about how many points It's is he impactful in what he does. Now, early on tonight, and I don't know if it was Holiday who was on him, they seemed like they really liked the matchup early because he was attacking the basket early. But when he has to shoot jump shots, and as you said, 0 for 4 beyond the arc tonight, his his jump shot's just not very good. He's not a very good shooter. You see that when he, when he goes to the line, although he only missed one tonight. He's just not a really good shooter. So you're right. Um, it, you're better off if someone else has taken those those jump shots. I know he worked long and hard on it in the off season, and there's still room for improvement. But, you know, it just tends to be kind of a little side saddle and a little flat, and he's not real confident in it right now. I think it's a great point you make. I mean, it's one thing to look at Wiggins. He should score more points. Well, to score more points, you have to take more shots, and you probably don't want him taking a lot more shots right now given the other options that you have.
2: 9-5-7-0. 8 8, it's Warriors wrap up with John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here tonight on 95.7 The game is the Warriors beat the Indiana Pacers one eleven to one oh seven. Coming up, we'll hear from Steve Kerr uh, as the Warriors get the job done in this one, improving to eighteen and fifteen. We will also hear uh, from Draymond Green and Eric Pascal as the Warriors head home with a split of this four-game roadie uh all of that uh, coming up here on 95.7 the game
0: selling a little or a lot
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
0: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Raymond holding it outside the offensive end. Looks to the right wing. Pass inside. Oubre Jr. slipped the pick. All eyes on Curry. Another duck for Golden State. It's 81 75. Now, back to Warriors' wrap up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95 7, The Game. All right, Warriors win in Indiana, 111-107, 888-957-9570. Uh, the phone number to participate in the program. Folks are texting in, including the 925-Whitey. With the new schedule, I've got the dubs going 26-14 and 14, uh, to finish. Uh, that, that would put them, gosh, what would that put them? for? I, I think the math is off on that, uh, by the way, uh, at this mm. point. So I guess maybe including tonight. Uh, that would be that would put them at, at 43 and 29 my goodness if the warriors were 43 and 29 th- that 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 probably would be good enough i would say for fourth in in the western conference they'd be right on the 4 5 uh, cusp i i think at that point uh We'll, we'll get to the schedule coming up uh, after the top of the hour. We'll transition into uh, final word. As I've got some thoughts on that, Whitey. We'll also talk a little bit of 49ers and, and maybe mm-hmm. even some baseball uh, in the 9 o'clock hour as well here uh, as we move away from Warriors wrap-up and into the final word. Let's hear a little bit uh, from the post-game Zoom room tonight uh, following this one as the Warriors – Win in Indianapolis, 111 to 107. Uh, Steve Kerr asked right off the top uh, by Kareth Burke uh, if this was one of the most satisfying wins of the year.
3: Oh, yeah, it's a great great win for us. Uh, you know, just gutsy when you consider the circumstances, you know, back to back playing against a tough physical team like the Pacers and, you know, to, to come in with no rest and, and uh, get it done, just a hell of a win.
2: Yeah, no rest. That's a, that's another big uh, component uh, of this thing, uh, and I know Whitey, you touched on this. The Pacers hadn't played in a week. The Warriors are in the second of a back-to-back. I think there's a different energy though when you win in in the opener, and you're coming home too, right? Like you know, you're coming mm-hmm. home. They were in New York. They're, they 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 flew what maybe a third of the way back uh, from from New York uh, <laughs> to to Indy to get there. I, I think there is a benefit to. Hey, you got to win. I think the Warriors still felt like there was something left on the plate that they that they needed to get done in on this trip to not let it be a one and three trip. I mean, two and two definitely hits different than one and three, especially with the way that the Warriors lost the the first two games. So I I just think I think there are a lot of wins that I think are pretty satisfying for the Warriors. We've we've talked about a bunch of them. Uh, the the Chicago game early, the the Steph game where where he goes for 62 the comeback against the the Clippers the comeback against the the Lakers the Miami game uh where the Warriors come back uh, as well I think these last two nights are, are are right up there every time the Warriors have have gotten themselves in a position where it feels like maybe it's starting to slip away a little bit they've come up with a big win and and a lot of cases with two big wins and and tonight's another example
1: yeah, I thought this was another really tough matchup for them given what Indiana did against the Warriors when they played them in San Francisco. And then when the Warriors uh, slipped into the bonus um, w- when they were over the penalty w- with about six, just about a little more than six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, I thought that was a really bad sign because it was a close game at that point. But that's another really impressive thing about the fact that they held it together in the fourth quarter even though uh, they they were in the penalty Uh, And so every foul sent the Pacers to the foul line. They were still able to defend very well. And they defended the rim really well down the stretch, even though they didn't have uh, any size in there. And I thought uh, it it seemed pretty apparent that Sabonis was a, a little bit frustrated down the stretch. He had, what, 15 points and seven rebounds in the second quarter? And he finished with 22 points, so the Warriors uh, uh, clearly he was attacking Wiseman to a degree, but the Warriors adjusted. So I thought that was another key. I've talked before about how the Warriors did such a great job offensively in the half court down the stretch, but defensively to be uh, over the foul limit and still defend so well. That was huge, a, a huge component to this victory tonight.
2: And, and it's another example of just when you can defend in those situations, it, it mm-hmm. only validates the type of defensive team that you are. It uh, and we've seen the Warriors, I think, grow in that area because there have been a lot of games this year where the Warriors just cannot stop fouling. And I think tonight at times was was one of those games. But but they did enough to not let it absolutely kill them uh, down the stretch uh, to where it, it turned a, mm-hmm. a game that that needed to be a win into a loss, uh, as was the case of the first couple of games of the road trip. Let's hear another from from Steve Kerr here. Uh, it. This has been a theme of late, and it's been a theme of the, the first hour of, of the show tonight since we've been on. The Warriors playing a, a grinded out East Coast style, old school type of basketball. Uh, Steve Kerr was asked if that's what that, that's that's what this team's identity is becoming.
3: It's funny that you say that. I was walking into the uh, locker room and Ron Adams. Said that exact comment to me. He said, "Who knew we were going to become an East Coast team? You know, grinding it out and and uh, relying on our defense. And you know, it's not pretty. It's not pretty, but it's it's really a, a tough-minded group, and and uh, they they compete. I mean, Kelly's just getting knocked around out there, and." Steph was exhausted. I think Steph's defense this year has been totally uh, overlooked because everybody's locked in on his, his scoring and shooting, but his defense has been fantastic. And Draymond just ties it all together. I mean, he made some plays tonight that nobody on earth can make just because of his brain, his anticipation, his physicality. He dug out a loose ball late in the game that looked like he had no chance at Nobody else on earth was gonna beat him to that loose ball. So Craymond was just tremendous tonight. So yeah, hell of a hell of a grind out win.
2: Hell of a grind out win and white what Whitey have you made of, of Steph's defense this year? Um well, um
1: he's a willing defender. Uh I, I, I don't know that he's gonna be, you know, a contender for a, all league defense but he's setting the tone like everybody else he's exerting maximum effort he's an above average defender i think that the thing about the the, the east coast uh attack playing like a an east coast team tonight you know obviously the warriors are not going to want to do that but it's good to know that they have that gear to fall back on on nights when steph's not making shots right that if they have to if the shots aren't going in they prove to themselves tonight that they can win by playing that style. So I think the main thing about Steph defensively is that he's such a willing defender. And he's above-average defender. You know, he's smallest. He can still be taken advantage of. But he helps, as I said earlier, when your superstar plays with that much effort, exerts that much effort defensively, it sets the tone. Because that's the way this team, they all have to be that way if they're going to have a chance to win.
2: And the flip side of the conversation about being a grinded out East Coast style defensive minded team is how do you get the offense to a level to where you can really maximize that play? Because the Warriors were so used to over the the dynastic years, uh, this team just being such a free flowing, beautifully played. Uh, offensive unit. It's different in part because the the talent level is different. It's different because the personnel is different. Uh, Here's what Steve Kerr said about trying to become a, a better offensive team while also playing good defense.
3: You know, I'm still of the mindset that we can do both, that we can get better offensively and continue to play great defense. You saw us make some plays tonight that were just head scratchers, you know, um, allowing T.J. McConnell to come in and make make steals in the backcourt, you know, on plays where, you know, you just got to be rock solid. I think we need to be more solid offensively. I think we'll get there because if we can do that, I think we've now proven over whatever it is, almost half the season that we are uh, one of the better defensive teams in the league. One of the best, actually, you know, top four in efficiency. We've just got to put it together to, to really get over the hump. We've got the uh, potential to do so, but we've got to get better in our decision-making just our uh, awareness offensively, but I couldn't be prouder of the, uh, the effort these guys put forth every night.
2: And it does seem that the Warriors are figuring it out offensively. I mean, Kelly ubrey making more shots but he's he's becoming more comfortable i think as a cutter i I think james wiseman has has slipped to the basket for some easy ones i think he's he's learning where he fits in in the grand scheme of things i think they're learning when to when to feed it to pascal uh in that second unit and and let him go to work uh I, i think they're They're finding the right balance of when to let Steph and Draymond try to take it over. Uh, It's still very much a work in progress, but I do think the Warriors have made strides the last maybe 15 games especially as far as building more flow.
1: Yeah, and obviously it gets back to that whole conversation of Steph and his gravity because even though tonight uh, the Pacers did a pretty good job of, of limiting him and he didn't shoot well, look how many times we saw the Pacers throwing a different look at Steph, trying to trap him or teams so worried, the Pacers so worried about uh, Steph coming off a screen that the, the guy setting the screen was able to slip and then roll to the basket for an easy, easy dunk, all because of how concerned they were with Steph Curry, even though he wasn't having a great uh, night offensively. As to Pascal, um, it's interesting, a couple of weeks ago on one of the weekend shows, we were talking to Saint, and Saint, you know, Gary St. Jean loves Pascal. And I asked him, what does he uh, love the most about Pascal?" He said, "Pascal." and I've been watching him very closely, watching this about him since Saint said this, he said... Paschal has a really good sense. Not all players do. You'd think they do, but not all players do. When he gets the ball, he has a good sense of when to take the jump shot and when to drive. Now, tonight, of course, he really attacked the basket, and when he's really rolling, he really puts his head down and drives to the basket. But Paschal played really well tonight, and I don't think they have enough offense to win this game, if not for what Pascal gave them in that fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a perfect example of of playing through Pascal uh, a little bit and and just letting him go to work and then – Figuring out how everybody else is going to fit off of that, the Warriors did a nice job of that. All right, that's going to do it for the Warriors wrap-up portion uh, of the proceedings. Is so we'll we'll come back. We're actually still going to talk some more Warriors. We'll play some more sound here from Draymond, here from Eric Pascal, but we'll flip it over to uh, final word. He's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. Warriors beat the Pacers tonight, one eleven to one o seven on 95.7 The game.